Welcome to podcast number 001 of Woman on a Mission. Today we're going to be talking with Brendan about some activities she's been doing through her nonprofit, Legacy of Hope International. So we're going to interview her and ask her some questions and uh, welcome her to the show. Welcome, Brendan. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for agreeing to do this. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit right off about Legacy of Hope International and your involvement with them. Well, Legacy of Hope International is a international nonprofit. We're based here in the States, but we work in Cambodia. That's how we got started. And then we do outreaches and partnership and trainings with other organizations on prevention of human trafficking. I've um, had the honor to volunteer and work with them since 2007, going to Cambodia many times, and uh, just so thankful and blessed to basically call a lot of my Khmer friends family. The um, currently I am actually the CEO, so I've had the honor of rebuilding and uh, helping with vision and just a lot of different exciting things with the growth that's going on with Legacy of Hope International. Okay, and tell us if you can some of the main goals of you're a nonprofit, what you're intending to do, and some of the ways you work in the United States for those listening right now. So in the United States, we work in several of the states, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, where we have volunteers that are willing to help us to share the importance of knowing what human trafficking is. So one of the key elements to that is doing the safety parties, is what we call them, or safety celebrations, depending on where we are um, holding those. Uh, We've had the honor of doing several in North Carolina um, at an ice cream shop, um, most recently um, at a mall, and uh, it's been really neat to see. We do face painting, we have uh, conversations with guardians, uh, we talk to them about some of the red flags as conversation comes up as we're meeting their kids. We focus specifically on ages 5 to 10 because most outreach and trainings that are done are for teenagers or adults, which is wonderful and very much needed, especially since the average age of someone being introduced to or trapped into trafficking is anywhere between the age of 10 and 12. So that makes sense. But our heart is we want to prevent. We want to meet the kids. We want them to empower them for them to know, one, that they can say no to people, that they know who their safe people are. And so that, that's kind of the key of, of what we do stateside. Okay. I guess um, maybe you can define what human trafficking is uh, so we can understand it better. How would you describe that to the general population? So the legal definition of human trafficking is force, fraud, or coercion. There's obviously a lot more to that legal definition, but those are the three things that's really important to remember. So obviously forced, you think of someone being kidnapped, um, you think of someone who's, you know, being hurt somehow. Um, So they have that element. Um, Fraud, 
that is where, you know, some could be a labor situation. It could be a sex trafficking situation. Meaning, for example, if it's uh, a farm worker, uh, someone looking for um, jobs and has those certain skills, maybe even um, construction. You know, there's many, many examples where someone will need a job. They know this family or these people need work. They will offer them a certain amount of pay and then for whatever reason, maybe not pay them or provide them housing and then say, oh, the housing's free. And then a week or two later, when they go to collect their pay or come to them and say, oh, well, you owe us money for this rent, for this food, for these different things that they said all along were going to be provided. Uh, so force, fraud, and coercion. Coercion um, is, you know, kind of goes a little bit in with the fraud because sometimes, a lot of times, you see the coercion of, well, that now they've got you where they feel like they ha you have to work for them because maybe maybe you're, you're here in the States illegally. Maybe um, you're a teenager on the sex trafficking side who online has built a relationship with someone that they thought was someone their age, and now they've met the person, and they've sent them pictures of them nude, um, doing things they normally wouldn't do because they thought it was a safe person and they were in a safe site to do these things. And now they have coerced them that I'm going to share this with your parents. I'm going to share this with your friends and they're going to see, you know, that you're not a good person or whatever. So by coercion, you mean people that are tricking others into working or doing some type of act? And by fraud, is they're fraudulently doing something, uh, lying or holding pay or saying they've got some type of expenses they've occurred, they've got to pay all first, so something like that, right? Correct. So how often does that really happen in the United States? Uh, we hear about that overseas, but how often do you think or do you know about the occurrence of that here in the United States? Well, we don't have a lot. I mean, we have more data than we had 10, 12, I mean, 20 years ago when this really started um, getting attention where, you know, social workers and people were coming together saying, wait, there's, there's something to this, and they came up with the label of human trafficking. But we don't have 100% accurate data because that's just, it's hard. A lot of victims don't know their victims. Um, and so a lot of times it's after the fact um, that they've been helped and have survived this. So statistically, um, you're looking at a great organization called Polaris. If you want to look that up, highly suggest it. Uh, Human Trafficking National Hotline. Um, the numbers range from state to state. They have them, uh, you know, North Carolina is in the top eight every year of, of victims that are being forced, fraud, or coerced. Okay, so your organization, your nonprofit, what are you specifically focusing on in the North Carolina area that you would like people to know about concerning human trafficking and safety for children? So in North Carolina, what I mentioned earlier, the safety parties, it's going to businesses um, doing block parties. It's going to the mall doing uh, celebrations. It's partnering with other organizations that um, are doing casework, that are working with survivors. 
So if someone was to learn about human trafficking, maybe an event like this, and realize that their aunt, their sister, is a victim of being trafficked, maybe, unfortunately, their granddaughter or grandson, we forget about the sons a lot, um, they all have contact points here locally, as well as even resources to learn more about what human trafficking is. Are you able to give uh, these individuals, these children, the parents, any type of information or any type of resources, links, uh, anything they can take with them or any knowledge that they can use and share? What can you offer them? Absolutely. That's a big part of, of what we do. So we have um, coloring pages that have some basic facts about um, empowering, you know, you can say no if someone, whether it's an uncle or whether it's a teacher or whether it's a coach, if they're doing something that is making you feel uncomfortable, whether it's tickling or whether it's, you know, something that just makes you uncomfortable, giving you a hug that just doesn't feel right, you can say no and be okay with that. So we have those type of resources to help. We have um, missing kids information because that's another great site to look up where they have activities. We have videos. So there's a lot of different avenues that we try to help educate the kids. Um, like I said, ages 5 to 10, and put that information also in the guardian or parent's hand that might happen to be with them. Now, is that something that occurs a lot in this state, or is this something new? Are you breaking new ground, or tell us a little bit how you came about these uh, safety parties or safety celebrations? So I was looking at the organizations here in North Carolina that were doing some amazing work. We were able to help host and coordinate um, a human trafficking summit at Mars Hill University last year. And it was one of the first where a lot of people, at least in Western North Carolina, and groups came together, and even from out of state, to network, to, to educate the community um, as a group, a great collaborative. Um, it was wonderful. At that time, though, it made me realize that there wasn't a lot being done for kids as a preventive point of view. And I, to me, it just made sense. You know, what can we do that's going to be fun and educational, non-threatening, not scary, and we can get the information hopefully in the kids' hands. And I've had great conversation with parents as well as, you know, guardians of the kids saying, you know, I've wanted to have this conversation. I just didn't know where to begin. And I that seems to be constantly coming up every time we have one of these. Okay, so you mentioned several organizations are involved. Uh, in your most recent parties, can you tell us some of the organizations that were involved in this uh, celebration, these safety parties? Yes, um, Life 107 is a wonderful, great um, organization based out of Weaverville, um, North Carolina. And they do everything from anchor bags, which is gift bags that they are looking to get into more medical facilities um, in situations where someone will be trained to know the warning signs if they're not already of a human trafficking victim. And it has some basic necessities that will be in in a package bag. Um, they also have a crisis hotline. Um, they do a lot of different things and a lot of growth going on in their organization. 
So that was Life 107? Yes, Life 107. Are there other organizations that are involved? Yes. So then we also um, have partnered most recently with Project Fight. Um, they're one of the oldest organizations fighting human trafficking. Um, they have everything from you know safe homes to other partner partners and casework and social work. Just wonderful. You'll know them probably better by Salvation Army, but their specific human trafficking is Project Fight. And uh, that's been exciting to work with them. And that's a branch of the Salvation Army? Correct. Okay. So I understand uh, for your next podcast, you may have some video, not some audio samples that you can share with us from these other agencies. Yeah, and the other one I didn't get a chance to mention, the last one was Our Voice. And they are an organization that's been around um, in Asheville for quite a while. And they also have a crisis hotline. They have caseworkers and social workers. They have more of, um, they can meet your immediate needs and they partner really well with Project Fight. And uh, they do some great, great training when it comes to reminding people that we're all humans and that we need to be careful with our labels and they help anyone. They're, they are about empowering the individual on how can I help you now. Okay, so all this, though, is, is this sponsored by Legacy of Hope International, and you have partners with these other groups? Or how do you arrange the parties when it comes to who coordinates these? So, yeah, we technically coordinate it, um, sponsor it, um, find the place that would be open to us having a safety party or celebration, and then I reach out to those that I think would enjoy doing something like this and help the public and meet an immediate need. Any idea how many safety parties you uh, plan to do a year? Do you have any type of goals for 2020 of the parties you'd like to do? Yes, yeah, so we're talking to a couple of different businesses where we do a block party. We're hoping to do another mall. And uh, we've already done um, a church. We'd love to get into more churches. So I'd say our goal for 2020 is anywhere between five and seven. Five and seven parties? Correct. Or celebrations, I guess. Yes. Okay, great. So as uh, the leader of Legacy of Hope International, you're based in South Carolina, but you also operate in North Carolina as well, right? Correct. If anyone wanted to get in touch with you, um, go ahead and let you plug how can they get in touch with you through your website or Instagram or well, what would you like to tell them about? So first of all, the website is lohintl.com, which is L-O-H-I-N-T-L.com. That has all of our contact information, team members. So if there's a specific question that you might have, then you'll even know looking at the board members who might be the best person to address that question to. Uh, my email address is Legacy of Hope International CEO at gmail.com. There's also Instagram, which is Legacy of Hope International, so at Legacy Hope International. And Facebook is Legacy of Hope International as well. So several ways to get in touch with us. So are these links also on your website if someone wasn't able to write that down or didn't catch that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so the website is lohi l-o-h-i-n-t-l dot com right correct okay great and uh again if you could tell us the three or four parties that worked with you 
to do these uh, safety parties and se- cel- safety celebrations. Again, what were their names again? Life 107, Project Bite, and Our Voice. And these were your partners most recently, right? Correct. Okay, great. So we look forward to getting some audio from that safety party. And uh, the next podcast, if you'd like to, we'll try to bring that up, uh, do a little introduction and play that audio for the audience to listen to if that's okay with you and the partners. Yeah, actually, we had some great conversations there. And sometimes that's the most exciting part and the people that we get to meet that stop by. Great. Okay, well. Not to keep this too long, we're going to end up our first podcast here talking with Brendan of Legacy of Hope International. Uh, Legacy of Hope has a website, again, lohintl.com. They're focusing in the United States on human trafficking, education, and prevention, and uh, doing safety parties and celebration parties to help educate younger children and parents and families. So a great organization and great work. So if you'd like to check out their website and see what they're doing and stay in touch and drop them a line. And we thank you for listening. This is the first podcast for Woman on a Mission. And my name's Derek, and I'm going to be your host for the next couple of podcasts and hope to have some more information for you regarding Legacy of Hope International, human trafficking, and their work. So we thank you for listening. Ask you to uh, share this with a friend and subscribe so you can get updates from this podcast. And again, uh, we thank you for your support, and we'll talk to you again.